Hey, thanks for joining us here today, guys. As you can tell, we had a bunch of extra elements in our service today, um, and, uh, and and that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to celebrate uh, what God has accomplished. It, early in a process and a journey like this, um, you celebrate any chance you get, and this is one of them. Uh, we're at it one year. Um, we're, we're so excited for what has been. We're so excited for what is, and we're incredibly excited for what is to come. And so that's a third part of, of what we wanted to talk about this morning, um, what is to come. And so in the coming weeks and months, we are launching our branches, um, and, uh, and we're excited about that. Our rhythms will look a little bit different this year, um, similar to what you've experienced if you were involved last year, but, but we're, we're really trying to make these lightweight and low maintenance. And so in the months to come, you'll find that uh, twice a month we have church-wide events. And so on the first and third uh, Sundays, we have church-wide events. On the first uh, on the first week of, of each month, we'll have an invite-oriented event, and that's just our language to say this is open to, to anyone, the public, you know, there's, it's just a social time, and so we'll get together, like this Saturday is the Harvest Party. Um, on the second uh, Sunday, or on the second week of each month, we'll uh, share a meal in a home, and we have a couple different families hosting meals in their homes, and we, we just want to spend time together, invite our neighbors and know people. On the third Sunday of each month will be a service project, and again, that's a whole church activity, so, so you'll get all the information on, on how we can serve together in our community. And on the fourth, we'll be doing a Bible study called Dwelling in the Word, uh, but it's just a really simple way to have conversation about Scripture and God's Word. Um, so those are our branches coming up. In addition, we're expanding our leadership team here in the fall. Really excited about that. We are... Um, uh, going to have three uh, major uh, pieces to our leadership team, one focused on our Sunday morning gather- gatherings, one focused on our branches, and the other focused on administrative tasks and things of the church and the organization. So we're excited to roll out some some new plans and, and invite people um, in, in, to participate in different ways on those teams. Um, it, in addition, uh, we, we don't know exactly what God holds for the future. Uh, we know that we have a great partnership here, but we're excited maybe in a year from now, at year two, to be considering a facility, uh, our first full st- full-time lease and facility as a church. Uh, wouldn't that be an incredible step to take together here in the future? And then, of course, most importantly, uh, what's to come? Well, we want to continue deepening our roots in our community. Uh, we want to continue learning to live as Jesus lived and, and, and to uh, bless our community. Friends, we're going to open up uh, Scripture today, and we're going to be in Luke chapter 24. Now, for those of you that have been here for some time, you know that we've been studying all the way through the Gospel of Luke. Uh, we began a year ago, and we've had a couple breaks and other little sermons, but we've, we've been looking at the life of Jesus. And um, and last week, uh, we, we were uh, in Luke uh, chapter 23, as Jesus is crucified. We read, as Jesus is hung on a cross and died there. And, and last week, we left it as he's buried in the grave. Because as we think back through the experience of the first century Christians, that was their experience. Jesus died on a cross, and they left disillusioned. They were confused and they were scared and for days they felt lost and they asked questions, right? And so, so last week we talked about the cross and we did identify that there was some victory in the cross. Jesus was victorious in that Satan poured out all the evil that he could in that moment, but Jesus didn't reciprocate that, but instead remained peaceful and loving and, and submissive. We see victory in the way Jesus um, absorbed all of that, uh, took that in and, and remained himself. But today we talk about the next step of 
this, this journey. A few days later, we talk about Jesus as he rose. So let's read Luke chapter 24. Uh, We'll read verses 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared, and they went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes gleamed like lightning, gleaming like lightning, uh, stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. Remember how he told you uh, while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over into the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, um, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the, the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like non- nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Okay, so here's the story. We've we've been building to this moment for a year now. Jesus crucified. Now, his closest followers head to the tomb to to see Jesus. Remember, they've waited for a couple days. They'd prepared the spices, but Sabbath had come on. And last week, we talked about finding rest in God, even in the midst of turmoil and stress, as the women had prepared the spices, but then were forced to wait during Sabbath to go and to see Jesus' body and to prepare his body and to bury him properly. And so now it's early on Sunday morning, and they get up, and they grab their spices, and they rush to the tomb across the dew and the grass, and the sun starts to rise on their journey, and they feel the warmth, and they scale the cliffs to the rock where Jesus has been buried, where he's been buried in in the cliff and a rock had been rolled in front of him. And as they arrive, they expect that they're going to be greeted by Roman soldiers who would treat them harshly. But instead, they walk up to the tomb. Something's amiss. There's no Roman soldiers. And the stone has been rolled away. So they approach, fearful, confused. What's happening in this moment And they find his body is no longer there in the tomb. I can only imagine what's going through their head in this moment, right? Is this vandalism? Is this theft? Where where is his body? And then they don't have to wait too long because two men appear. Men that they can see are uh, spectacular. Angels have appeared to talk to them and to share with them uh, what has happened. But they're fearful as people always are. I don't know if you've ever looked or tracked, but people always respond when God and angels appear in this way and in this manner. They fall down face first. They're fearful. But the angels, they have a message. They say, why are you looking for the living? Or for the, yeah, why are you looking for the dead amongst the living? I shouldn't be mixing this up right now. 
yeah, why, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? I'm sorry, I had it right the first time. Why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? Right? They're, they're looking for Jesus where death reigns, but the angels say, no, he's living. And you're looking in entirely the wrong place. Can you imagine what they're wondering in this moment? Is that, is it truly possible? They hear the words, he's, he's risen. But they wonder, could it be? And they're reminded of Jesus' words. Remember, Jesus, as we've been tracking through his story, has been reminding them over and over again of what's going to happen, but they didn't get it. They still expected him to be an earthly king. And here in this moment, at their lowest moment, as they've lost hope and are fearful and concerned, in this moment, they hear the words, he's risen. I wish I could be there to see the glint in their eye, right? The, the confused smile on their face as they hear these words. He is, he is risen. And so the women go back to tell the apostles. They're excited, still confused, but they're excited. And they go back to tell. And uh, this is where we have to give women their due uh, because the men treat them like men so often do in their chauvinistic ways. And they say, that sounds like nonsense. I don't want to hear any of it. But this is a really special story. Throughout the Gospel of Luke, um, he has been sharing how, how uh, women were integral parts of Jesus' ministry. They, they played incredibly important roles. How marginalized people, that is, people pushed to the outskirts of society, played incredibly important roles in Jesus' ministry. And this is a beautiful piece to that story. Luke will not let us miss the fact that it was the women who first heard Jesus had risen from the dead. It was the women that were the first witnesses of this most hopeful moment in the story of Jesus. So the women, they come and they tell the men, and most don't believe them, but Peter, totally in character, Peter's always the most ambitious one to jump out and to act before thinking, well, he's the one that runs out of the room, right? He stands up and he runs away, and people are thinking, what a fool, right? What's he doing? But he just gets up and he runs. It's all he can do in that moment, and he runs to the tomb, and he finds the clothes laying there, but Jesus is no longer And so he's left wondering to himself what had happened. So in our abbreviated time here here in Scripture today, here's here's what I want to consider. A couple primary characters in this story. We have the character of the women, and we have the character of Peter. We have Peter who runs to the tomb. He's curious about the story of a risen Savior. He arrives there, and he finds um, more questions. He leaves the tomb wondering what, could have happened in awe of of something unexplainable, something that he needs to know more about. And let me just say that a lot of us are in the same place as Peter in this story, right? Uh, We see some evidence, something special about this man named Jesus, and yet we've yet to see him risen, and so we're left in this place of wondering. We're left in this place of question. And I want to say that that's a beautiful and okay place to be. I've got a lot of questions still today. I think we'll always have a lot of questions. I'm curious about a lot of things. I want to know more. I want to go deeper in this journey. I'm a lot like Peter in that I know something spectacular is happening. i got a lot of questions about it. 
I want to know more. And then there's a story of these women who are not only believing in Jesus, but attending to the things of Jesus. They're the first ones there early in the morning on Sunday after Sabbath has passed. These are those people that are engaged in the things of Christ, right? And and so some of us find ourselves in that place. We've said, I believe in in a risen Savior. And so we are engaging in the process, right? And so these women, they're participating, and because of their participation, they're the first to know of a risen Savior. They experience a hope because of their engagement in this process. They, they then go on to act as witnesses to other people saying, no, this is what we saw, and this is what we heard, and this is what we believe. We see them having moved beyond just the place of questions to the place of sharing the hope that they've heard with other people, sharing the good news of a risen Savior. And I want to say this morning, before we close out, that, that the story of Christianity, the story of faith, the story of Jesus is a story of good news. In fact, the word gospel translated literally means good news. And yet so often, the story that we tell or the ways that we interact with the world as Christians, let's be honest, it doesn't sound like good news to people around us. I want to I propose, I want to remind us or, or propose to us, some of us for the first time today that it is good news to know that there is hope beyond this life, a hope bigger than this life. I want to say it's really good news to know that we are invited to participate in the world like Jesus did, not always like religion functions. Jesus was continually clashing with religious systems, right? But, but to function as Jesus did in loving and caring and healing and in, in reconciling ways in the world around us. And friends, that's good news. We are invited to that. We're invited to share that with people and invite others to know that sort of a thing. You see, these women on this day, they caught a new glimpse of the good news found in a risen Savior. So today I want to encourage us as, as, we, as we close out our time to consider uh, where we're invited into the story. Each of us individually, and I invite you just to consider where are you invited into the story of a risen Savior? Is it, is it that I've got questions that I need to ask? Do I need to look a little bit silly as I run out of the room in pursuit of Jesus, right, figuratively in front of my friends? Is it, is it a time to start asking more questions? Is it a time to pursue a little bit more understanding and a few more experiences in this journey? And some of us who are following Jesus, uh, we're invited to be bearers of this good news, to be sharing goodness with the world around us, to be participating in the things of Jesus around us. I want to invite us this morning to consider, what does resurrection mean in my life? What does a risen Savior mean in my life? What am I invited into? What questions am I I invited to ask? And what ways am I invited to live because of a risen Savior? Turns out, even now, the story is not quite over. And so next week, at this point, they've heard of the, the resurrection, and they've yet to see Jesus. Next week, we'll be reading a story here in Luke 24 on the road to Emmaus as Jesus begins to appear 
to his followers and to talk with them. So I'm excited to continue the story, to, 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 to find the end of our, of our journey in the Gospel of Luke next week on the road to Emmaus. For now, let's pray as we consider what a risen Savior means in our lives. Father, we, uh, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Father, for just your goodness and your love and your provisions. Uh, as a church, as we celebrate one year today, Father, we're, we're mindful of, we're thankful for um, uh, your goodness. Father, it is, a, it is a risen Savior that makes this all possible. It is a hope of new life that, that makes this possible. It is an invitation to know something better uh, than myself, but be invited um, to live new life with you, Father. That's, that's good news, and we thank you for that. And so today, as we consider Jesus, as we consider an empty tomb, I pray that you will invite us to know uh, more fully in the week to come, what it is to, to ask questions, to seek opportunities to know more, and then in time, Father, to participate in your, in your good work, in, in your loving acts here in the world in which you've invited us to. So, Father, as we go from here, uh, just focus our eyes and our hearts um, on, on Jesus, on a risen Savior today. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Friends, we have a couple things coming up that I want to make sure we know about as we dismiss today. Uh, first of all, this Saturday is our harvest party, uh, so, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have pumpkin carving competitions, uh, activities for the kids. I hope you'll join us uh, for the harvest party this Saturday. Uh, invite friends. Again, this is just a community-oriented event. Um, also, uh, this, uh, as, we, as we finish up here, uh, there's a free meal outside for you. I hope you'll uh, stick around and have a meal. That's on us. Um, there's bounce houses for the, for the kids or the young at heart. Anyone, I, I, I don't think there's real rules on this. So I hope you'll stick around. Just have some fun with us as we spend some time together this afternoon. Um, thanks for being here. I know the Seahawks game is going on right now. Thank you also for not telling me the score. We've got it recorded. And if you don't have it recorded and want to watch it, let us know. Just come join us. Okay, well, we'll be watching the game after. But thanks for being here this morning. God bless you. Have a great week. Jesus is risen. That's good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs>